is the Night Elves Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm JP. And I'm Ben. <laughs> and JP is definitely not going to be here for the whole episode. No, I'm not. But <laughs> my audio is probably not even that good. I'm in the middle of it. I'm at a resort. <laughs> You're in a store, you said? No, I'm at a resort. Oh, okay. For this wedding that I'm at. <laughs> Are you on the Cape? Yes. Yeah. Uh, On Cape Cod currently in Falmouth, I think is how it's pronounced. And we're staying at a place called Farmouth or Farmouth. And uh, yeah, just here out here for a a friend's wedding. I told Shane, I was like, here, just send me the link. I'll get on for like five minutes. (laughs) Well, I just snuck away for a little bit. (laughs) So yeah, that's what's up. Well, we're glad to hear your voice. So anything new, exciting, or adventurous that you've done while you've been gone? Uh, let's see. Well, we we woke up at 1 a.m. Friday, drove to Milwaukee to leave at 6 in the morning, um, flew to St. Louis, which was dumb, but uh, and then flew to Boston, <laughs> and then it took us two hours from Boston to actually get to our destination. Bumper-to-bumper traffic, because it's obviously Labor Day weekend. <laughs> And uh, we went whale watching yesterday, so that was the highlight, and then wedding today. Did you whale watch or whale look for? No, actually whale watch. We got some oh, really sweet. good uh, videos and pictures and stuff, and th- we went to this um, preserve out on the water where it's a natural, it's like a known feeding habitat. It's like a plateau, underwater plateau, where whales come, a lot of humpback whales, minke whales, and yeah, we saw like a probably about 10 or so, which is pretty awesome. Like big ones, little ones, all different sizes. Yeah. There's a, there's definitely a calf. There's a natural, there's two naturalists on the boat. And so they're like, here's the situation. There's a a pod or whatever about, and then saw them breach and come to the surface and slap tails and all that fun stuff. And then, uh, yeah, there's a calf that would come to the surface more because it needed oxygen more because it's younger. So pretty exciting. Very neat. So if you were to make a disc out of what you saw, what would be the, describe it with the beautiful language? (laughs) The spout? (laughs) (laughs) Like the plume of like, I don't know what you call it. I don't know if that's what it's called, but yeah. (laughs) Like when they come up and go. Yeah. Like like that thing. Yeah, exactly. Blowhole. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the disc name blowhole. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome are you gonna buy anything while you're out there no disc golf have, shop no not even close we're actually leaving tomorrow early well you have to get up early because traffic from here to back to boston is gonna be a real uh pain in the butt so i haven't i haven't had a chance to buy anything i'm waiting for those uh if they're coming in the casey white discs to come into the shop mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's what i'm looking forward to very nice. Yep, yeah. we'll have those. And we just purchased the, well, we'll talk about it, but we purchased the time lapse. So that'll be uh, yeah coming in. And then we got, obviously, the hexes and the, the uh, uh, whatever those things are, the buzzes. So those are the fun ones that'll come in. And then the Casey cool. Whiteness, we should have, I think we ordered 10, or I think I ordered 10 of them. I think I ordered them. <laughs> if I didn't, I will order them soon. There's, there's still some on the site. No. Well, cool, man. How much longer do you got? Just a couple minutes. All right. Well, then we'll quickly get into it. So, door underscore disc underscore golf, night underscore owl underscore pod, and then doordisc.com is where you can buy all your disc golf stuff and needs and things. So, with that being said, what do you feel the pillars of life are? JP, we'll start with you. The pillars of life? <laughs> I'll, I'll get into something good oxygen. <laughs> water <laughs> mm-hmm. okay yeah. uh family uh-huh i think that's a pillar of life like the people that surround you mm-hmm. uh, that's that's about all i got all right that's a good one those are good three ben pillars of life all i need are some tasty waves a cool buzz <laughs> and i'm fine <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Piss <Pispicoli. laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. All right. 
So that that's what you're going with? Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Alright, that sounds good. So I'm gonna say faith family friendships and we'll just do faith family friendships. I think that's that's a good one. So if we were to turn this on its head, what are the pillars of disc golf? Disc chargers. Disc charger, okay. <laughs> but not draw them, just use them. Yep. Discharge okay. well both. Hand in hand. Disc chargers, spit outs. Aww. Um and blaming the wind. Blaming literally anything but yourself. <laughs> How about you, JP? OB rollers. I'm referring to Chris Dickerson this from what I understand. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh plastic. <laughs> Gotta have plastic. Okay. The pillars so so the pillars of disc golf are circles, <laughs> foils, and uh chains. <laughs> chain there you go. Circles, foils, and chains. <laughs> oh. All right, JP, why do you suck? <laughs> so on vacation and haven't played disc golf. <laughs> I haven't got, and I, and I didn't, I did I watched maybe the, I think I watched the first two rounds of world championships. And then beyond that, I haven't, I didn't have a chance to watch anything. So not a whole lot of disc golf happening for me this, this past week. That's pretty much why I suck. Are there any disc golf courses on the Cape? You know, um, I hadn't checked. Boston's like an hour away from like Wooster and like uh, Maple mm -hmm. Hill and Pyramids and everything. Um, I didn't actually look to see if there was any uh, disc golf courses while I'm here. But now that you mention it, I will go on UDisc and find out. Better be some of the nicest disc golf courses around. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're pay to play and expensive. <laughs> hey, you could take a boat and you could go to Nantucket. Um, That's which true. Is, which is where Ricky played with uh, the shopping. He played a shopping bag round. Yeah. On Canada. Oh, that's right. Eric and Tina Oakley got married there. <laughs> Don't they have like a, a tournament that happens every year? Just kind of like a funsy tournament that happens every year there out? I think so. Now that you mention it. Yeah, I thought that because I, I thought I've heard Terry talk about it a couple times. That could be. That could be. All right, Ben, why do you suck? Because for the second year in a row, I've been like, hey, my tournament season's over, and then uh, I end up playing in another tournament after I make that post. Well, what tournament did you play in? Um, I was down in the Milwaukee area for something else, like a prior engagement. And then I made a very, very last minute, like last minute impromptu because uh, I was, turns out I was only going to be 30 minutes away, and I played in the Schick's uh, circuit oh, challenge. The tri tri oh, the circuit, okay. Ooh, how's the, the discs? Okay. Overstable, dude. And there was, everything in there was overstable, and they didn't have a real putter. Well, was it a mid that they were throwing for the putter, or what? It was a serve. The discs were a servo, a tempo. Yep. And then I forgot what the streamline one was. It was like a zone. Hmm. Oh, just super overstable. Everything I'm pulling it up right now, but everything was Is that a stabilizer. Really... That sound right? Maybe. I'm pulling it up right now, but I ended up shooting very well for that. Uh, I shot one under. Oh, nice. Were you playing Red Fox? It was the front. It was Red Fox, and then it was the front nine of Gray Fox, and they were okay. Gray Fox in a mix of short and longs. It was a servo, a tempo, and a runway. A runway, yep. Okay. So, uh, all things considered, I had fun. It was a good time. Uh, I ended up par parking the last hole and don't hit your head par uh, park job. But, um, yeah, I just wish that there was, like, an actual putter in there and uh, something not overstable. <laughs> Well, it seems like you made it work, though. That's good. Didn't make it work. It was fun. But that's why I suck, though, because I keep saying I, it's two years in a row. I say I'm done, and then oh, I can play in this. This will work. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's going to happen happens. with the uh, Fall Classic. You're just going to be like, yeah. hey, I'm done. 100%. I'll play. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> For sure. I feel like that's not sincere. <laughs> I, 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 really, it's just going to come down to of what tie, like, I got to just commit. I just got to figure it out. And uh-huh. that's what's going to happen. Agreed. Agreed. So I suck this last time because I had a case of the shank rights again. So just pulling my shoulder over and shanking right. So I have to figure that out and I couldn't fix it this time. Usually I can fix it after two or three throws. I know what I'm doing and I'll just leave my shoulder a little more and just couldn't do it. I just had a case of the shanks, but still one league, which was cool. Um, I think we ate down. I think Tom and I played. So it was a pretty good, pretty good league night. So all right, so what do we buy? Throwers, hangers, or flippers? JP, you said you're waiting to get the Casey White disc? Yeah, goose egg for me. Goose egg, all right. Ben? Uh, I just got the stuff from the Circa Challenge. Um, the the servo is pretty cool. It's like a nice complement to like a relay or a crave, so that might make the bag. Um, I like the tempo a lot. That's going to replace my Malta. I like that better, so that's going in the bag for okay. sure. But the runway... No dice, not for me. Did not, did not like <laughs> not staying it. there. I've heard that that is a very, very over, overstable disc. Yeah, um, it's just a faster zone. Okay, it's like a five-speed <laughs> zone, and it dumps so fast. Man, I'm trying to think of what disc. Yeah, I guess that's. I've seen that. I've thrown one once. Um, yeah, it's like super it's overstable. They listed at five, four and a half, oh, three and a half. And like the way that it's like the edges designed or like the way that it felt in my hand, I was like, this feels like a zone or like a Toro or something like that, but just a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. So that's like what it was. And it was on some of those, like just to wrap it up quick about the circuit challenge, like there are like some long holes out there when they're like when those pins are in the long positions. And when you have when the fastest thing you have <laughs> is a six and a half speed, it was kind of tough. Oh, I bet. I bet. Because a servo was your fastest disc, is that correct? Or yeah, was it... yeah, it's the yeah. servo at six and a half, five, negative one, two. So still stable to overstable, but mm-hmm. when that's the fastest thing you're working with, like I couldn't hyzer. It's not really good for hyzer flipping to trying to get any extra distance or anything. So. Sure. Yeah. Well, I goose egged as well. I did not purchase anything this week. Um, it's been fairly hectic week, but, um, as far as just staying busy, I just haven't really had a lot of time. Um, so, and I said about the pizza bags last week. So yeah, so that's the last thing I bought was a pizza bags, the dry bags. So, all right, well, we'll go through the preview and how much longer you got JP. Uh, actually I should probably head out. All right, man. Well, before we get to the preview, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> we'll yeah. have a full episode next week with you then. Have fun with the rest of the episode. You guys talking worlds. Pretty much. Yep, just a little bit. Yep, we'll go over it and then start thinking for next week your picks for the awards. Okay. So we'll do some early awards picks for next week. So start thinking. Yeah, maybe two time major when it slides in there now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who knows? So. <laughs> All right, guys. Have oh. a good rest All of right. the night. You too. Bye. Thanks, JP. And I think he is gone. Um, Was he allowed to leave? Are we going to have his audio now that he's left? (laughs) Well, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, Yeah, I guess so. And we might need to text him. We'll see when this is over. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess we'll just preface this that... uh, uh, if we don't have JP's audio because he is attending a, a prior engagement and this is delayed a little bit, we apologize in advance if this is a later yes. release episode on your Labor Day Monday. That's right. So that is the that is the disclaimer right off the bat. So sorry. Yeah, because we might have to get to him and uh, have him log back in and download because it does download native, which is good. So it should be on his phone. With that being said, let's go for the preview. So we're going to talk Disc Golf World Championships. That just ended a couple hours ago. I don't know. Geez, what about an hour ago? The most, huh? 
And then uh, we'll talk uh, with Simon Lyons. We'll have a quick conversation about the Glitch World Championships. And then we'll just get into Ben's random question. And then we'll do some shop updates. And then we'll call our quits. And I think, I'm not going to say it out loud, but it might be a short episode. So. You say that, but we're already 15 <laughs> minutes in. So. <laughs> and I was kind of going through it pretty quick because I wanted to talk about the pillars of life more, but I knew we didn't yeah. have a lot of time. So. With that being said, let's get into Disc Golf World Championships. I do have to put out the disclaimer. I will have a more educated opinion about the actual play next week when we talk. Um, but we can talk about results. I have just simply not had enough time to, or did not make enough time to um, consume any of the coverage. So with that being said, I got you. Um, I'll let Ben take over the Disc Golf World Championships that just finished up. Yeah, so we will uh, we will start it off uh, on the FPO side, and I will say that this was a very strong showing uh, for our friends from Europe. Um, starting in, uh, we'll go with sixth place uh, was Silva Sarinen, uh, and then tied for fourth was Henna and Evelina, and then in third place at fourteen under was Holland Handley, friend of the podcast. Um, so shout Good out to job, Holland. Holland. Um, and then that's uh, her Missy. second year, third in worlds in a row. I just, I can't wait for her to just start being the one that's like popping off. Like it's like the her and Kristen Agreed. battle. Like I've been looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Missy Gannon to me, Missy's like, I love Missy. I think she's a great player, a great person. It's just unfortunately just another year of Missy being the bridesmaid. And, yep. uh, not capturing hers, but she played very well, all things considered, because she was six strokes clear of Holland, but then unfortunately six strokes behind Kristen, who captures her second world championship in a row at 26 under, uh, becoming the first back-to-back winner since Val Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Val Das. Um, other notables of just to, to finish, uh, Val Mandahano. Uh, finished tied for seventh with Macy Vela Diaz. Allie Smith also finished tied for seventh. Um, we might remember her from her KC wide open. Um, she recently left teaching uh, to pursue a disc golf career. And she uh, had a an ace, one of the only aces out there um, over the weekend. And she absolutely torched the chains with her ace. Um, took like the the closest route possible to get to the basket. And that disc was flying in there. And basically what you would consider exploding uh, the chains. Um, Other notables of just down the line, um, just things to mention. um, Rebecca Cox uh, was finished in 36th. She was the last person um, to make the cut. She was 31 over for the event, um, putting her 57 strokes behind Kristen Tatar. So gap between first cast and last cast is 57 strokes 57 strokes yep um but then just real quick on the fpo side just to mention any names that did not make the cut uh sarah hokum did not make the cut um former world champion um so i'm sure stat mando will have that somewhere uh world champions did not make a cut um Mm -hmm. kona montgomery did not make the cut alexis mandahano did not make the cut um and that's pretty much it for your notables uh on the fpo side of mm-hmm. folks that and did not make sarah gilpin did go two years in a row as the disc golf world putting champion who is a dd player and a fellow reptile enthusiast for juliana and nick schick so i ran into her and played with her at Silver Creek one random day, we were just having to be practicing and had no clue who she was. And noticed she had like DD symbols all over and all that stuff and got to talk with her. So, all right, want to move on to FMPO? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll just do, we did top six because there were ties um, on the other side. So we'll do top six here because there's ties. Uh, in sixth place was a three-way tie between Alden Harris, Gannon Burr, and Kyle Klein. In fifth place, Calvin Heimberg. Uh, tied for third place, uh, Eagle McMahon and Matty O. Mm-hmm. In second place, Anthony Barella. And taking it home, your first-time world champion, Isaac Robinson, uh, is your 2023 
MPO world champion, uh, blistering 46 under for the event. And what a great, great win prize wise. So first takes down $30,000. Second, Anthony Barella takes down 20. And then Eagle takes down 13.5 as well as Maddie O. Um, and then it goes down from there 10. Even, I mean, in fifth place, Calvin Heimberg takes home 10 grand. So it's great to see that type of money come through. And then in your FPO, you have, I got to get down there. Hold on a minute. FPO, Tatar takes home 15. So basically half. And then Missy Gannon takes home 10. Holland Hanley takes home 6,500. And then Evelina and Hannah Blumroos both take home $3,675. So field sizes, there were 78 players in FPO and 216 in MPO. So quite a few. Um, so I want to talk about some standouts. So Simon Lazat, which I believe I picked to win, came in 11th. Paul McBeth. For the first time since 2012, am I correct that he did not finish on the podium? That's correct. That's the first time, not even the podium. This is the first time he hasn't either won or finished as the runner-up. Jeez. And the thing is, is that he didn't play horribly either. And in other world championships, 35 under could get you a win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know when they played Brewster... At the World Championships last, what it would have been um, in Fox Run? Uh, I yeah, wonder. we. I. I, I I'm pulling. I can pull it up. Barsby won. That was 2018. That was Barsby. He came in second. I remember that because Barsby had that ridiculous throw on 18. That was like, yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have been in, but for some reason it stayed in. And uh, Barsby 41 was the winning score uh, and he beat Paul McBeth and Josh Anton. Uh, they were 39 under and then fourth place and fourth and fifth place in 2018 were was Paul Uliberry and then Matty O. So Matty oh, O. Good for them. So Matty O and, uh, and Smugs are uh, good friends. Speaking of, where did Paul Uliberryth? Okay, 23 under. He didn't do too bad. He still won a thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, Good for him. Notable, I want to point out, Evan Scott uh, was in second going into the day. He had he struggled for the round, um, but that young man is 18 years old and has a lot of world championships and a lot ahead of him. And I thought that he carried himself quite well um, and played very well. Finished in 15th. Uh, mm-hmm. So Evan Scott's going to be a name that we should be on the lookout for uh, in the future. Is that two over on the day? Is that right? Part 60? No, one under. One under on the day. Okay, so it's 63. Um, but yeah, uh, Adam Hammes, uh, locally, he uh, he DNF'd. Um, but just looking down the line. Um, Haley King finished in 13th on the FBO side. Uh, just doing the same right now, quick, for uh, notables to not make the cut. Uh, on the MPO side, I'm just pulling it up. Uh, the highest ranked player in the world, Manabu Kajiyami, or Kajiyama, did not make the cut. Um, looking elsewhere. Uh, Casey Tom- White did not make the cut. Thomas Gilbert did not make the cut. Uh, Steve Brinster did not make the cut. Um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of guys that you, that people, uh, Nate Perkins, Chandler Fry, Hmm. Brody finished in 99th. He did not make the cut. And our two locals, Matt Haney and Isaac Finnick did not, or Fintech did not make the cut, unfortunately, but love to see those guys. They actually finished tied. Oh, that's right. There they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one last notable, Grady Shue. Mm-hmm. Grady Shue, who, you know, obviously has kind of taken a step back on from tour life. Um, you know, now that he and Paige have 
have a child and they kind of pick and choose what they want to play and, you know, what they're contractually obligated to play or what, you know, their sponsors want. Um, very happy to see him out there and, and playing, playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. So good for uh, Grady. Um, just just excited cool. to see a lot of people. And he just quietly stepped back out of existence as far as disc golf goes. And it was even prior to them having a baby. Cause I wanted to say he was a lat 64 sponsored guy. Um, and this is just off of memory. I could be completely wrong. I thought he was a lat 64 sponsored guy that just kind of stepped back out of the limelight and decided to just drop his sponsorship, decided not to renew on his, on his own accord. And then from there, um, just slowly came back and I don't even know, is he sponsored at the present moment by anybody infinite? So he's throwing a, throwing a mixed bag. So, okay. So yeah, well, good for him. I mean, he's stepping back in the limelight and 17th place. That's, that's mm -hmm. a very good showing when you think about the scores and everybody at the top. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, another world championships in the books. So, Congratulations to Isaac Robinson as a first time, and then uh, Kristen Tatar. And we will have to make mention that um, there were quite a few knotted up up there at the top that were prodigy. So out of the, what, top seven, three of them were all prodigy? Uh, correct? So, we, yeah, I mean, Alden Harris, Gannon, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, and then there were guys that used to play for Prodigy also in the mix in the top 10 and Chris Dickerson and Matty O. Yep. But, so, well, good for them. I mean, those young guys are really, they they kind of bet the bet the caboose on them, and sure enough, it's working out for them. I'm not sure if bet the caboose is a saying, but we'll roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> and now we... Bet the farm. Bet the farm. That's, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> And now we will look forward to Worlds 2024 in Lynchburg, in the Lynchburg area in Virginia. Uh, with yeah, the, that's going to be at the Paul Macbeth the course, right? Correct. So there's two courses. I don't know exactly what they'll look like because one's like on a golf course that wasn't like finished yet or was still being refined ahead of Worlds. And then one's like the really technical woods one that you see on all the foundation videos yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah, but Worlds is always a fun time because it's five rounds and it's really the cream of the crop. The cream rises to the top. It sure does. It sure does. All right, so let's talk Simon lines real quick. Um, so Simon is getting a new disc um, that will be put out here um, pretty shortly. I think we're only allowed ten of them as dealers. And it's the time lapse. And if you look at the um, the little video that MVP put out about Simon lines, um, it basically it's it's the time lapse is the camera because the last what do you say ten years or fifteen years of his life has been basically dedicated to a camera. So it feels like there's a very important uh, thing there. And then you pointed out so elegantly that. Um, he has a new logo, and I didn't realize it. I don't like it as much as his old one, but you did explain that it looks like the Autobahn logo. Is that correct? Yeah, so Simon put out a vlog where he like inserted sort of some of that MVP clip into there, and then he went through and kind of talked about like the design process of his new logo. Um, and he like was just very open because he worked directly in-house with the MVP um, crew on designing it and their design team. And he was showing all the initial mock-ups and everything for it um, in the video. Um, but he they he had said that they were getting kind of close, but he was like, this, this feels closer, but doesn't feel quite right yet. And then he was thinking about, like, what is the Simon line? And he was thinking about, like, key hit points of, like... Do going your own way, choosing your own path, you know, mm-hmm. choosing different rules. Like, don't play by the rules, I guess, is a better thing. And then he sent it as a joke that he likes the Autobahn. Like, so on stretches of the Autobahn in Germany, obviously, where he's from, they have a sign of where the stretches are where there is no speed limit. So he sent the, this to the MVP design team half joking, like, hey, like, think about, like, let's think about this. And then... Mm-hmm. 
they kind of put it together and refined it. So his new logo is based by in part by the traffic sign of the no speed limit, no limits uh, on the Autobahn, which is a circle with uh, vertical lines basically going from uh, if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening to me describe it, it's a the cir- it's a circular sign and then it has um, diagonal lines from basically like two to seven o'clock on, on a clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's yeah, kind of morphed into an S. Yep. So, yeah, it's basically just the Simon portion because I've, I've been looking at it and like, ah, can I see the L? And I don't see the L. I mean, it may be. Yeah, there's no L. It's just that it's just the S. It's just the S, right? Yep. Yep. And his logo is do it your own way, make your own path. There are no limits. And in true Simon fashion, like he just comes up with some of the most inspirational stuff on just by the seat of his pants. And it just works out so very well for him. Um, So I love it. And I think the integrity behind how it came to be and what it means and what it symbolizes. I think it's a lot better than his old Simon Lazat and then his old logo. So, because I think there's something behind it now. It's not just initials like everybody else is in this skull. That's what he said in um, in that vlog was he was like, I want to do something different because he was like, yeah, like no limits, break the rules if or you know, whatever. He was like, well, right mm-hmm. now, like the current standard and the current rules are everybody's doing their initials. Like I want to do something, you know, different. Nope. So he did mention that directly. Uh, I wonder if he owns this logo. I would hope so. I hope he learned from the last one. But then again, he's $10 million over 10 years. He never has to play another thing again. And if they want to continue on with this line, <laughs> like they may. But I would assume so. I'm, I'm assuming he's a smarter guy than than that. So speaking of Simon and making discs popular... We have the glitch. And Ben, what is happening this weekend, this coming weekend? So this weekend is a break uh, between Pro Tour events because we'll have Maple Hill. Coming up, it'll be Maple Hill, uh, the last playoff event, and then there will be like the U.S. Women's will be coming up, and then there's USDGC, Throw Pink, and then finally the Tour mm-hmm. finale. But right now, this is an off week. Uh, the Glitch World Championships are happening uh, at Maple Hill on a custom layout designed by Mr. Lazat himself. Steve Dodge is the TD. Um, but basically, you can bring as many glitches as you want. You can only throw glitches. And yes, it was specified uh, that people did ask for them, or that the glitch with the German, the G-L-I-T-S-C-H, is fair game. Uh, <laughs> the Glitch. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm obviously, I'm not playing. JP should have mm-hmm. just stayed out there and played. Agreed. Um, so there are 151 players signed up for it. And. Including Matty O. I was like, hold on. I see. I don't see him. I don't see him. I do see Steve Dodge signed up. Um, Three spots above him on the list. Sarah Hokum, Matt Orm, absolutely. Matty O. Yeah, and I, you know, there's not too many other that I recognize. Christopher Drew. I was hoping Simon would be there. I think he will be there. I think, I just don't know, maybe he's, if he's playing. I think he was playing. He's, I don't know. But it's glitches Never. only. Uh, your entry free fees include uh, a gl- a world glitch world championship uh, glitch, so a tournament mm-hmm. glitch. And then um, if you are a winner of your division, you get a signed glitch. Simon Lazat signed tournament disc for the winter winner. And Maple Hill Green fees are also included. So you don't even have to pay other than the tournament fee to go. And I believe there's still room. There is no wait list at the present moment. So um, time to see what the premier event is. Is it, it the glitch world championships or is it the Poco Ocha? I don't know. It's glitch world championships has to be. I think there better I think be coverage because there was cl- I, coverage of the Poco Ocha. 
Yeah, but I think that ship has sailed. I think the polecat is irrelevant now that the glitch is Simon's baby. Fair. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Fair enough. <laughs> It, the I glitch would, is just more versatile. Like you can, agreed. like you you can actually use the glitch for more disc golf shots than the, the polecat. So we went out and played a bite. So Lat sixty four has the bite, and we played glitch. And I need to start posting them on um, Instagram. The glitch is a very usable. Actually, you can throw it pretty darn far fairly torque resist i mean it is a i've always thought it was a lot of hype and people just bought it because it was simon lazat it is a great disc like it throws really well if you can get it if you can get a true grip on that disc like if it if it's because it is goofy it's pretty deep yeah. rim pretty blunt so it's like a polecat ish you know i wouldn't call it a, like like a polecat or it's not shaped like a polecat but it has a similar vibe to it but if you can get a decent grip on it, like you have a big enough hand, uh, you can absolutely rip that thing. Because I can, I was throwing it pretty consistently, pretty accurately, two seventy to three hundred, no joke. It Witnesses. glides it for days, forever, and it doesn't like. Yeah, if you have some off access, it'll roll on you for sure. But if you have some good release with a putter, like if you throw a putter well, the glitch will go for days. And it goes exactly where you point it. If you put it on hyzer, it will stay on hyzer. If you put it on Annie, it'll stay on Annie. It's just, it's amazing. One of the better discs, um, one of the better meme discs out there, in my opinion. I still want to try the Divergent disc. That's like next on my... What's Divergent? That... They are kind of in the same realm as like elevation discs in terms of like they're not like that floppy, but they're more like we'll call rubber, we'll call it rubber than plastic. So, Mm -hmm. um, but it's the similar vibe of their discs, some of their discs to like the glitch in that like a lot of glide, but you have to like you have to throw it right, like you have to throw it with like the right angle to get it to do what you want it to do. Yeah, the glitch, I found that you have to give it height. If you give it height and you can keep the nose down, I guess that's with any disc. But if you give it height and you can at least keep it flat to nose down, it just goes for days. And if you want like a nice controlled nose up glidey where it just kind of hangs in the air and just drops where you won't get any skip and not a lot of movement left or right, depending on how you throw it, it's good. And if you're really good at forehands, I had one forehand that just was brilliant and the rest of them were garbage, but I had one forehand that was absolutely brilliant and rescue rollers. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a good disc. How did, uh, how do you like the bite? I really like the bite. So I consider it a fastback. Um, yeah. so it's, it's a, but it is a fastback that once again, if you can throw a putter, um, well, not an overstable putter, not a zone, like just a standard putter, like put a deputy or a judge or a warden or P2, whatever in your hand. Well, P2 is pretty stable, but um, if you can throw those cleanly, the bite, you can throw well. Uh, it is, it, I can throw a glitch much for, well, not much further, but I can throw a glitch considerably further. Um, and the bite stability, high speed stability is not there. Uh, then I'm excited disc. for you to throw an alien because if you could, th- <laughs> if you could throw the bite well, I think then you could throw the. I think then you would enjoy the alien more if you're throwing the bite well. Mm-hmm. Then for actual disc golf purposes, then you would enjoy the alien a great deal. I held yours, and you said it like it felt. Do I remember? Did I say it was like a Mako and a? Like a Sonic top with a Mako bottom. Is that what I felt like it was? Did you? Like a did Mako I see 3? you? Did you hold it? Yeah, you were you were in the shop. Somebody somebody handed me one. Maybe it was Joe's. Yeah, I, I haven't seen you in person in a bit. So. Oh no, you're right. Then you it, it must have been somebody else. But I did say okay. that we I we had the conversation of trying to identify what the bottom was for what mid. Um, but yeah, Mako for sure is what I was, okay. It is a Mako. What, what okay. I had thought. 
that's kind of what I was, I was assuming when I grabbed it, I was like, Whoa, this is like a, I was like, it said shark at first. And I was like, no, this is like a Mako bottom. And then yeah, the Sonic top. And, and I like the Sonic. Like I said, I, I Matt Yates got me hooked on the Sonic and I bought one or two of them and I really liked them. I just, just don't really, I know those novelty discs don't have a place in my bag. Cause I want to be able to trust them no matter what, you know, that's fair. So, um, but the glitch, maybe. <laughs> I found with the alien, um, I can't put my thumb when I throw it on the like the 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 track. We'll call it the track mm-hmm. for it. I have to put it more on the actual uh, flight plate for me to get any like thing out of it. Oh, you like get up on the top of it? Yeah, not so like all the way on the top, but I can't put it on there because like I feel like I lose some control. So that's just my okay. my personal. Uh, right. sense of how I feel like I've gotten that. You know, it's funny because when I hold a disc, I don't know if I put like, I mean, maybe when I'm lining up, I'll put some pressure into my thumb. But I think after that, I almost don't even put any pressure on my thumb. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking I'm not, I'm not holding <laughs> a disc, so I wouldn't be able to say. So, all right. Well, Ben, you got a random question for me, sir? Yeah. For what's us? the most, what's the most useless thing you own in your home right now that oh just kind of sits there? I have exercise equipment that, <laughs> um, don't we all, I guess, um, the most useless thing that I own in my house. Now it has to be in the house. It's not like a garage. Well, that apparatus. counts. I, that counts. Okay. Okay. That's something that it's more or less just like, what's this one thing that you bought or that you have that you literally never use that just kind of sits there. And it can't be, it can't be like a decoration, just something that you fully bought intending to use it. Yeah. Fully bought it. Like I was like, this is going to be the best thing in the world. We're going to make all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's two things. So there, one thing is a cricket, you know, the vinyl yeah, cutting yep. things. So bought it, used the heck out of it for like two and a half weeks. And I think it's sat in that same position for probably the last four months for five months. I think I bought it like in, February or March. It's been sitting there since about three weeks after that. Made a couple sweatshirts and, you know, pants and stuff like that, like with some logos on them, but that was it. And just like fun, like my son just swims on his on a swim team and he like got a sweater and he put eat my bubbles <laughs> on the back of it. And that was it. And then the other thing downstairs, I have a it's pretty cool. Like it gave me some enjoyment because I got to re- restore it, but I bought a AMT jointer, a six inch jointer. It's for woodworking and it was garbage. And the guy said that he couldn't get the motor to work the right way, blah, blah, blah. So the motor was reversed. So I rewired the motor. I like cleaned the top, you know, did all the blades and everything and use it maybe like two times. And I've never used it since. And I've had it for probably four years, but it just sits there and it is a work table. No, it's just a catch-all table. Like if I have a piece that I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? Well, I'll just put it on the joiner for now. That's it. So those are the two things. What about you? Uh, so the one thing is just our, like we have a Keurig, like we, it gets some use out of it, but it's just like, like our mornings are so hectic and like we're scrambling and it's just like, mm-hmm making coffee is like where we're both my wife and I both work is like there are coffee and beverages there like that we just oh, okay. you know so that it's just like I'll just grab coffee from from work like it's just like the last mm-hmm. thing and like it's nice having the Keurig and it does get some use out of it but it literally rarely gets used <laughs> so you're not like a quick trip in the morning guy then no no I mm-hmm. it's not that yeah I just we're just so busy that it's just like, I don't really stop. Like, it's just like, we're go, 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 it's get out the door. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I guess my flip side of this is, is then what is like one thing that like either your wife or somebody brought home and you're like, that's stupid. We're never like, why we're never going to use it. And then now you were just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Okay. So my wife wanted a espresso machine, like one of those like countertop espresso yeah. machines, like the, it's not an espresso. It's like something like, like it actually has a little steam wand Ooh. and it grinds the beans and all that stuff. Fancy. Um, I, don't, I don't, yeah, it was fancy. I, it was like 
I don't know, like four or 500 bucks. And I'm like, this thing is going to sit on the counter and never get used. It is one of the cool things. <laughs> and we use it a lot. Not right now because we have a restaurant that has <laughs> an actual espresso machine in it. But the, during the off season, like it gets used every single day. I use it. She uses it probably two or three times a day. I mean, it's amazing. Cause even if you just want like hot cocoa, like Ooh, the heat of the milk. Oh yeah. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. You just drop the cocoa in there and then, man, it's so nice. So nice. So that is the one that I was when, when she wanted it for her birthday or it's Christmas. I don't remember what it was. I was like, all right, this will be the thing. And I was like, this is going to be stupid. We're going to end up putting it in the cabinet. Like one of those freaking like, what do they call those things? The air fryers. <laughs> it's going to end up next to the air fryer in the cabinet that never gets used. But that might be another one too. Yeah. But it, it's awesome. It's one of the best investments we've ever made. For us, it's a, it's a, it's a rice cooker. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like some people, like it's a game changer in the sense of like that. It's one of those things you just set it and forget it. Cause the, the, those things are so smart with like the, the detection of everything. And then you just hit two buttons, then you're there and you don't need to like Mm -hmm. sit and baby it. Like you would, like if you're boiling on the stove and we, we like rice, we, we eat, we make our own Indian food at least like twice, twice a month. So we nice. So you cook all kinds of rice. Yeah. Like different types of rice. Basmati, jasmine. Yeah. We You get some long grain going. Yeah. Our our rice maker's got some miles on it. No, is this like a hardcore rice maker or is it like one of those like Aurora or whatever rice makers? It's a like it, rice I would maker say, I, Yeah, I would say that it's like a, it's a step up from that in the sense of that it's it's a dedicated rice maker, but it's not like like the high end ones that like are mm-hmm. like a couple hundred dollars. But this one was probably like sixty, so it's not like uh, it's not like one okay. of those catch all do it all types. But it's yeah. like in that it's just a dedicated rice maker. But it's yeah, it's it's a it's a good one. It's a high quality one. We have one of those catch all do it alls that we were like, oh, it steams, it does all this stuff. The only thing we use it for is rice. We we use it a lot too. We we eat a lot of rice in our house. I want one of those cool ones that like you see, like, like you watch like, I don't know, Asian cooking channels or something like that. Or like Instagram where they have like all the fun noises and stuff that it makes. (laughs) And it makes like, or they have the ones that'll like make rice balls too. I've seen those those ones. Yeah. Those things are nuts. Those things. I was looking at those the other day, uh, like 300 bucks. Really? Yeah. Well, some of those like make like, some of those high, high-end ones that, like, like the ones that I were seeing were, like, very high-quality, high-end. And, like, definitely if you, like, lived in an Asian household uh, in different yeah. parts of the world where, like, rice is, like, the staple, then it would be like, mm-hmm. yeah, get it. Totally get the investment in that. Oh. Yeah, those are incredible. I always look at them. I'm like, man, I want one of those things. I've, I've never looked them up because our rice cooker works perfectly fine, but... If I'm spending that much money, like I'm going to buy a commercial steamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those ones are easy to clean. It's just all that stuff. It just won't have the cool noises it makes. Like I'm just so enthused by the amount of like chimes and jingles it has. Do you guys, uh, you guys do Instapot or pressure cooking? We do. Yeah. Actually we had a pressure cooked pot roast. That's what I scarfed before we got on here. Nice. In my panic that I needed to get on here and I was an hour early. <laughs> Yeah, we uh we have a ninja pressure cooker that we just got uh not mm-hmm. too long ago. Um pressure cooking is cool. Once you get over the mm-hmm. initial fear of thinking that you're going to blow it up and but really you, you just follow Yeah, you just you just follow directions and nothing will blow up. Yep, that's the same thing we have. And for the life of me, I can't figure out all the settings. <laughs> like the all the like buttons and then when you push it and it's ready to pressure cook, I'm like is it cooking? And it just has like the two peas on the front or something like that. You're like, is it, is it cooking yet? And then all of a sudden you hear it like bubbling and whatever. Well, Isn't that funny like though, that like we buy these machines that just have all these like functions and we only use three of them. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I was thinking about that. That's how kind of how my random question kind of came up today. I was like looking at them. I was warming something up in the microwave and I was like, 
Do you think anybody has ever actually? What, why is there a seven on a microwave? Who's putting? Because <laughs> no, like I understand. Thirty-seven seconds. <laughs> I I fully understand that this mic microwave can defrost something for me, but n- no, I'm just gonna set it in the sink and let it and let it defrost that way. And if you need to put something in the microwave for seven minutes, one of two things is gonna happen. It's gonna be absolute nuclear hot. <laughs> like you're not gonna be able to eat it. Or it's going to be a brick. There's no, there's no in between. There's no, if it's seven minutes, zero chance is going to be anything other than those two things. At that point, you might as well just read the directions for the oven and preheat the, <laughs> preheat the oven. Exactly. That's where you pull the air fryer out. Which is not air frying anything. It's just a convection oven. Exactly. It just sits on your countertop. All right. So. I think I already said it, but we'll go one more time over shop updates at doordisc.com. You will be able to get these things pretty soon. So I do have the Simon line um, time-lapse coming. Um, we have 10 of them because that's all we could get. I do have quite a few hexes coming, uh, the Halloween special hexes. And I do also have some, what was the other Halloween one? Buzzes. Uh, oh yeah, the buzzes. But what was the other thing that came with the hexes? There was a special edition anode. Is that right? Uh, Something. I can I can look. Or the other. And then there was like a Sarah Hokum and thingy and then a thing of a thing. We're looking right now. <laughs> this this uh, is a really good update, shop update here. They're nomads. Nope, did not get the nomads. We did you get the craves. The nomads. We got the craves and we got there was something else at the bottom. There was a anyways. Yeah. Proxy. We got the craves. Proxy. There you go. So we did pass on the nomads because we have 7,000 nomads. Without exaggeration, we probably have about 120 nomads. So um, I remember. We figured. (laughs) Yeah. I think you might even have some in your bins. Um, So with that, that's kind of what we got coming in. Do you have anything inspirational to leave us on? Follow your dreams. If you are looking to win a world championship, play for Prodigy because that's just kind of how that's going. If you want to win a major, the yeah, that that's it. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything inspirational. I got to think about that. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can get back to deuces in the toilet. And there you go. Make sure that when you're roasting marshmallows and they catch on fire. Do not swing the stick, just blow them out. That works, right? Yeah. Because no one needs a flaming marshmallow flying across the yard. Because when those things hit, they're like magma and napalm. (laughs) However, burnt marshmallows are the best burnt marshmallows. So even if you're a little bit toasty, you're still good on the inside. I agree. That was pretty deep. That was pretty deep. All right. With that being said, 53 minutes in, we did not make it to an hour, Ben, but hey, it's kind of short. Just like me. So. <laughs> okay. I was going to say something. I'm not going to. I'll hold off until we stop recording. Peace okay. out. Keep it subpar. <laughs>